Good morning. This is Darrell Gunter, your host for leadership on WSOU 89.5 FM and streaming on the net at WSOU.net. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm so pleased to have back in our studio, Mr. Kenneth A. Goodwin Jr., who is the senior managing partner and president of Genesis Capital. Kenneth, welcome back to the program. Darrell, thank you for having me back. Uh, on the show this morning. Good morning, everyone. And uh, it's always a pleasure to be on WSOU.net 89.5 FM. So we have been talking about uh, blockchain. Uh, we started our series back in January. And during that series, you talked about this great conference that you were going to, to have um, in May. And um, you're fresh off the success of the globally local blockchain, fintech, uh, and AI symposium. And I'm happy that you came back on a program because I'd like for you to share with folks the highlights of, of, what, of what was achieved last week and talk about the future. Yes, well, first and foremost, Darrell, I wanna thank all the participants that uh, and all the attendees that joined the event. It was a huge success. Uh, we filled the room, basically. Uh, we had almost over 115 to 130 folks, uh, individuals that joined us. And, and these are mainly Darrell executives and, and leaders within the blockchain, fintech, and artificial intelligence community. Now, what was great about the event uh, was the turnaround time that we were able to put this together. Uh, we had a great sponsorships and partnerships from the Hong Kong Trade Development Council, our friends there. Uh, we had great uh, participation from Sullivan, the uh, law firm. They actually changed their name that day, so I'm, I'm glad that they changed it to Sullivan, uh, and they got rid of the Worcester portion of that because I couldn't pronounce it. <laughs> so it was great that they actually changed the name of that. Uh, of course, we had uh, Darrell Gunther, you, uh, Gunther Media Group. Uh, so we, we've had some really good partnerships. Uh, BDO, uh, the big uh, top six accounting firm, excuse me, top five accounting firm, uh, was a, a good co-sponsor. And then we had recognition from the, the, um, the actual, the New York City, uh, the and I'm, I'm losing my brain here, and, and forgive me here, Darrell. Uh, but we had the um, the actual, and they're gonna have an event coming uh, up this soon. I just can't think of the name on, on top of my head. I'm losing it. <laughs> so we had a, a huge, and it will come back to me. I don't want to lose them. Uh, but it was a huge uh, success in that area. But the, the key highlight to get back to your question, Darrell, was having Michael Casey. Uh, who's well-recognized in the space. And, and Michael is, is a well-recognized publisher from the Economics of Blockchain and Digital Innovation. Michael gave a very nice overview of the interconnection between blockchain and artificial intelligence and fintech. And he did it in a way as to get us to start thinking about why did it occur? What was the main underlying driver behind that? that allowed those three pieces to come together. And it was big data. And ultimately, big data was the underlying influence behind those three particular areas. But most importantly, what was our purpose in it? What was driving us, the audience, 
to those three areas. And I thought that was a very nice way to lead us off because it led us into a very, uh, very exciting panel discussion on mentoring diverse and inclusive leadership in blockchain and fintech and AI that allow for more participation of women leaders, but also diverse leaders. And that panel, uh, that panel, uh, Darrell, was an extremely exciting one. And uh, we can talk a little bit more about that. But that panel was led by Tori Sinage. And, and Tori has done, a, she's done a fabulous work in the blockchain community on healthcare and telehealth. And the highlight of that was their ability to take apart a questionnaire that came out publicly on the ability to get more women leaders involved in the fintech, excuse, fintech and STEM areas. And what that particular research report showed that you had a very, it, had a, it didn't have a very high numbers. I mean, but the particip rate, participation rate was uh, pretty low, um, but it led them into questions as to how they can actually uh, provide solutions. What does it take for, to get more, in, more women and more people of uh, different entities and backgrounds to get them involved in uh, maybe programs, uh, mentorships, does that require to have some kind of certification? Uh, but it allowed for them to go deeply into their own experiences. So now you had everyone talking about the experiences that they had individually and collectively and what they learned from that. So it became a very nice storytelling session. And it, it became a very empowerment movement. So we started off with a very empowerment movement. And the energy in that room was, it was, it was fabulous. Uh, and, and to me, I think those two pieces kind of set the pace. Now, some people would say that I set the pace, Darrell, that what I did was that was significant. I didn't mention this first, but, but what I did was I started off the piece with an old Martin Luther King Jr.'s uh, piece on you know, that these are the most important days of your life and what you do is going to set the pace on what's going to happen in the future. So I had this video playing over and over again to kind of get the audience to get them prepared to understand that this was going to be a value-added event. This was not just going to be an event where you just sit in your chair and you listen to people and, and so forth, but this was going to be an event that there's going to be some takeaways that you can apply to your business practice. And, and I wanted to hopefully leave them with that kind of influence mentally that, you know, that what you're doing now with your time is very viable. And if you could, could you share with our audience who are listening um, some of the key principles of the Martin Luther King video that you showed? Sure, sure. One of the, the, the this, this is an old video uh, Martin Luther King uh, speaking about the, you know, that, uh, that how you have a plan in your life uh, is, is very important. And Martin Luther King's go through the, the steps and what does it take to be, you know, successful, but also how do you create a plan? And, and the way that you create a plan is that you have to have a foundation, uh, but you also have to have steps. And you have to have goals and objectives. And, and, but the key element that I was, 
that I wanted to bring out to the audience was the time that it took to do that. How we use our time in planning and writing our goals and execution is, is very important. So I started off by saying, let us redeem time because we spent the past 10 years in the blockchain space going through different evolutions, but no one really spent the time to assess what's, what would be the impact and how does that impact our society? So I said, let us redeem back those 10 years and assess and use that time uh, wisely. And, and that was my way of starting off. And then it led very nicely to Michael's discussion, which led also to the women's uh, diversity, the mentoring diverse and inclusive leaders in blockchain fintech AI panel, which that became a very empowerment uh, panel and discussion. If I may, if I may interject, I, I, I just want our audience to understand the significance of what you just said. Uh, when you talk about redeeming time, uh, assessing what you've done with that time, and then using your time going forward in a more productive manner. Too often times, I find uh, as human beings, we're grasping for the next thing instead of really uh, understanding and appreciating the thing that we have right now and really making the best use of whatever that thing is. So I think that is that, that puts it in a, a great perspective, Kenneth. Exactly, exactly. And, 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 and knowing the moment, you hit it right on the nose, Darrell, this, this understanding that the moment that, um, that you're given, time is the only thing given equally to mankind. Uh, it's not money, it's not fame or fortune, but it's time. And how you use the time will define who we are. And, and that was, that's how I started it off. So it, the audience thought I was going to start off by saying, hey, blockchain is going in this direction and fintech is going in that direction and artificial intelligence is going in this direction. And these are the particular assessments of those particular industries. I started off by saying, thank you for coming here and for giving us your time because they could have used that time for somewhere else. And I wanted them to know that in that time, it's going to be valuable. It will not be a waste and that there's something to be taken away from this. And, and starting off that way is unique for a symposium. Because most of the time when you go to these symposiums, what you get is that we sit in these chairs and we hear people speak. And then you have to hopefully take the notes. But if you start off in a way where psychologically you can say, hey, that we're going to make a, a, an effort to make this the most valuable moments and minutes that you have while you're there, people will always, they'll, they'll look back and say, you know what, this was the best use of my time. Uh, I'm able to ascertain uh, something from it. I can apply it and I can apply it towards my business or my life. And, and I would want to go back again if there was to do another one. Mm-hmm. 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 That's right. Because it, it is an investment of your time. And with all of the various social media outlets and all of the podcasts, all of the hundreds of cable and news shows, you know, there's so much out there. And you have to discern 
what information am I going to participate in today that is going to help me? And the fact that folks invested seven hours or even more, because I understand that it started at one o'clock, it was scheduled to end at seven, but people were still there at, at, at nine o'clock that evening. That is a huge investment and it shows that the program had incredible value for them. And, and I know they're looking forward to, to uh, next year's symposium. <laughs> Yes, yes, yes. And, 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 and uh, that, that is something that, you know, that was one of the feedback that came back was, you know, are we going to be doing this again next year? You know, and I was very honest. I, I, I you know, gave the audience an, an outline of the, you know, what was the steps I was taking? How do we get to this point and to where we have now where it was filled with individuals, with executives and professionals? And whether or not we would be, you know, able to do this next year. Um, and there was a lot of takeaways from us, from Genesis. There's definitely a lot of takeaway from the, the law firm. The law firm, Sullivan, was very much a great partner uh, in the process. So we were very happy that, that they took a lot of the, they invested a lot of time in making sure that the room was prepared, uh, professionally done. Uh, we had the right photographer in place. Uh, so we were very happy with all that. The subject matter, to get back to the subject matter, Darrell, um, you know, the, with, with less, I mean, after that panel discussion on mentoring diverse and inclusive leaders and blockchain and fig tech, we wind up going, Michael Casey reappeared again and became the moderator for the artificial intelligence developments in fintech and blockchain. And what was unique about that was that the, the discussion was led on governance. The key area was governance and, and given all the changes uh, in the regulatory environment that we have here in the U.S., how would they be able to capture uh, governance? You know, so as technology grows and develops, does the regulation, does, do the regulators, are they able to, to keep up with the constant changes in technology in their policies, in their procedures. And, and that was the, the theme that Michael Casey wanted to go into. But what we wind up doing that was unique, we said, okay, governance is important, but it's not the end all. So we wind up going into the actual applications. So, and that included myself, I was on that panel, as well as Michael Beck, as well as uh, Kristen Martin and Hermie Urata Thompson and Michael Oliver Weinberg. But we want to, Michael Oliver Weinberg was speaking heavily on the use of AI in investment management. And that led off to me speaking about the things that I, that Genesis was doing with IEGO, which is third wave technology. So we wind up going back into the pure applications of it. And, and the reason why we did that, because it had a piece of governance. And one of the things I said on that panel, Darrell, was when you work with the the actual founders and creators of these technologies, they, their, their initial intent is for the good of society. At least that's the conversation that I had with several of the clients that we had with Genensis. Their thinking on governance is more slightly different than the term governance itself, which is to build an internal control framework, right? To have controls in place, to have some kind of risk framework in place, I said, but their thought process is that they want to continue to develop that technology. 
they may not see those areas that we need to have in place. So there has to be some kind of equilibrium, some kind of balance between ensuring that there's this this oversight, you know, this kind of this kind of contingency plan, but also not impeding the technology from growing. And and that was one of the key points I want to get across. The application of AI in terms of governance is different than what is written. And you're always going to have this gap. So society has to be the one or there has to be, you know, hopefully the founders have to find it in the founder's self, the consciousness to keep up and say, hey, you know, I'm developing this technology, but I also got to be able to say that I'm impacting your life and my life. And it's got to be a way that it doesn't overly impact and it doesn't overly impede in like the, the privacy and everything else that goes into it. Governance is very, very important. Um, governance is, as we say in accounting <clears throat> jargon, the check and the balance. We want to make sure that um, someone, not one individual, can play the system, take advantage of the system, that everyone will go through the blockchain, uh, but with all of the best intentions, and, and not be able to undermine it. So governance is very, very important. I agree. It, it, it's, it's extremely important. Um, and then we all agreed with that on the panel. That was one of the things, that was one of the conclusions of the panel, that it was very, very important. We also mentioned that what was also important, uh, or important other than governance, was the ability to recognize uh, that the artificial intelligence is, is changing and, and it has an impact. And we have to be able to, one of the things that, that I said on that panel was, you, you can't be afraid of the change, uh, that you have to embrace it. You know, Michael Casey ended it off by asking us one question in terms of, you know, what would you want to give the audience about artificial intelligence? And it was interesting because one of the, the it was kind of a, a consensus um, agreement that not to be afraid uh, of the change of the impact that it has uh, both individually and collectively as a society, but to be able to go in and learn more about it. Don't be afraid to learn about artificial intelligence. Uh, understand that it is a part of your life. It will be a part of your life and that it's being applied in across society, that could be from uh, biometrics, you know, that could be from in terms of the financial institutions, that could be in terms of risk management, in terms of risk assessments, uh, from trading operations, uh, in terms of traveling, tourism, you know, where you travel and hotel, use the hotel, there's a bit of AI for that, uh, from personal assistance as an IEGO. So there's multiple applications of it that's appearing in your society, just embrace it. And I said to, hey, embrace it, but also have to, there has to be a contingency plan in place too. Um, because if you don't have that contingency plan, then what happens with AI becomes aggressive. And right. if it becomes aggressive, then it gets to the point where there is no control. <laughs> right. you know, there's, there's no control. And, and as a society, we have to ask ourselves, are we creating something that doesn't really look at the principles of governance? Mm -hmm. You know, so even though it starts off as a governance mechanism, 
it gets to the point where it says that we don't really need your governance because we create our own systems and we create our own algorithms. Right. So that to me, and that, that happened. So we have to be very aware of that. Mm-hmm. Ladies and gentlemen, we are here with Mr. Kenneth A. Goodwin Jr., who is the senior managing partner and president of Genesis Capital Markets uh, in New York. And he is just coming off of his very successful uh, globally local blockchain fintech and AI symposium that was held last week. So let, let's talk about, we, we, we have about 10 minutes left, uh, Kenneth, and I do want to talk about um, Genesis Capital Markets and uh, the services that you're providing to the marketplace. Uh, give us a recap of, of what Genesis Capital Markets is up to. Sure, sure. We modified, and thank you very much, uh, Darrell. I just want to add that Smart Cities New York uh, was a, a strategic partner in this. So I lost my brain for a moment, and it was Smart Cities New York. Uh, they're actually having a major conference uh, coming up in the next week. And they actually, we caught the attention of Smart Cities New York, which was great. And, and they were strategic partners in the, the Globally Local uh, Symposium. But as for Genensis, we, we took a step back and we assessed the types of services that we were offering the realm. Uh, one of the things that we, we wanted to really emphasize uh, with the audience, but also with our client base, is the, the potential of, of doing the, the actual 144 BF fund. And the 144 BF fund is a hybrid, uh, a hybrid fund a hybrid digital asset fund that does two things. One, it invests in the actual, the, the private equity portion of the top 144 or 145 uh, digital asset firms. And the reason why we are focusing on those firms, because those firms have infrastructure. They have infrastructure, they have a solid management team, uh, they have institutional clients, uh, they may have a retail presence, but they're definitely going to be around a little bit longer than a lot of these projects that are coming up and are around. And the other component of that is the, the trading of the actual token itself. So that's one of the areas that we want to focus on on the capital market side. On the advisory side, we, we look back and we said, what are the key trends that are needed for institutions like the digital asset firms that are growing, that have a, an actual a presence, that have a good uh, infrastructure in place uh, that could be considered as middle markets. One of the areas was cybersecurity. Uh, so, you know, going into the cybersecurity, we broke that down into two areas, fraud uh, being one area and forensics. So fraud and forensics will play into cybersecurity. And then the other area that we talk a lot about is liquidity. You know, firms always talk about liquidity, uh, not just from the primary markets, but also receiving liquidity on a secondary market. So doing liquidity analysis, being able to assess the firm's income statement, balance sheet, cash flow, but also helping those firms to get liquidity uh, in both the primary and secondary market is key. And, those, and that's the services uh, that we look to do on the advisory side. On the research and intelligence side, we figured, and, and our good friend, Jane Smith, who's been on your radio before, the realm, we partnered with Jane Smith on the WD Gannon report. 
So we partner with Catapult Research. And Catapult Research, as you know, do they do uh, excellent research reports uh, using WDGAN on commodities, currencies, and they also do equity markets. So we figure let's focus mainly on the equity, uh, on the fixed income, uh, commodities, and currency. And we're going to also track a lot of these firms that are part of the uh, 144BF fund. So everything's kind of interconnected to each other. It's a lot much more, it's a very succinct, it's very direct, uh, very easy and simple, and it's not complex. And and we evolved into this type of firm that, that we we are today. So we're very happy with the slate of new services. Uh, we've been doing it for a period of time, but we're just emphasizing those areas. And, and part of that is because what we hear from our client base. So our client base has been asking us to do more cybersecurity, to provide more liquidity services, uh, to look at the fund itself. People are looking at ways to find liquidity in, in, in the secondary market as well as the primary markets. And also the research component to that, the research and intelligence. And that's where we're at today. That is wonderful. That is wonderful. And um, how can folks find Genesis Capital? What is your website? Sure, sure. We are we are at www or HTT, the, the traditional HTTPS. <laughs> I always get that backwards. <laughs> you know, the backslash www.genesiscapmarkets.com. You can always find us on, on social media. Yeah, Darrell. One of the things that we did in the Globally Local Symposium was we became more socially, um, social media aware. And one, we want to thank you, uh, Darrell Gunter, because you've helped us tremendously on that, both via the radio, but also via social media. So you'll find us in LinkedIn, you'll find us in Facebook, uh, you'll find us on Twitter, and you'll find us under just Genensis Capital Markets or just Genensis. So we're there. We don't shy away from social media. But also, I want to. I appreciate that, and thank you very much. But also, I want to thank Genesis Capital because you took on a Seton Hall University intern, uh, Mariah Marlou, who had a phenomenal experience. And and on behalf of Seton Hall, we want to thank Genesis Capital for utilizing one of our outstanding students. Oh, she Mariah was amazing. I mean, and and uh, and that's a very nice. Point. And I should, uh, you know, I should reiterate this, Darrell, and thank you so much. That team Genensis uh, was amazing, from Mariah Marlou to Rebecca Wang uh, to Kai uh, to Marie Noel and Stana uh, to Augur. I mean, we had a, a an amazing team uh, that came that came together collectively, and Mariah did an excellent job with the marketing, uh, both from a social media standpoint, but also the actual creation of the marketing piece. So what you saw in LinkedIn was a collection of three to six individuals who looked at pictures of uh, the expert backgrounds and kind of came up with the way of the color scheme, the wording, uh, the right wording to, to put out to the public. So I was more amazed. I've learned a lot from them. Their dedication uh, is amazing. And I've said this to them uh, towards the end. I said, look, I said, any employer would want to hire you guys in a minute because you're definitely a dedicated group. 
And they showed, they showed that night. It really showed. And they had a ball. They had a lot of fun. We all had fun. We stayed up till almost nine o'clock. So that tells me that no one wanted to leave, but it also, I mean, it was very successful. That is excellent. That is excellent. And, and we have a, a couple of minutes left, but I just want to throw something at you. And forgive me if, if, if I'm throwing you with a, a little bit of a, uh, uh, let's say a curveball, not a curveball, but maybe a change-up pitch, if you will, since we're in baseball season. The Dow is around 25,965. The S&P is around 28,84. Gold is at uh, 1290 and oil is like at $60 a barrel. The Bitcoin is in the range of 58,5846. What, what, what do you think is going to occur over the next few months? Simply because, as we talked in our pre-interview earlier, um, the GNP of the United States is up because of corporate debt. What that means is that there's some serious uh, changes, uh, winds of change, if you will, are coming because of the debt that our corporations have. Even though they got that nice big corporate tax break, their, their debt is really making our GNP to go up. Where do you think the Bitcoin is going to fit into all of this? Can it, right. can it, can it bring some rational reasoning uh, into the markets? It, it, it could. It could be the actual substitute um, for, you know, the, you have to look at the flow of money and where investors are going to place their money at next. Uh, they always say follow the money and follow where it's going at across different asset classes. So it could be a nice alternative for a lot of your institutional investors um, where the, you know, you ask in terms of the price of Bitcoin. I always default back to to James Smith of Catapult Research and his GAN re, uh, reports and his GAN research. And GAN uh, essentially shows that uh, Bitcoin will will go, will go up, you know, will go up to almost 10,000. And 10,000 would be a very high reflected point uh, because it can either go back down or it can either jump up to, you know, 25K. So, and that's the unique thing about GAN. GAN gives you both sides. Uh, so we, we see an uptick in that in terms of the Bitcoin itself. But to answer your question a little bit further, uh, it could be that, yes, there, there's a lot of underpins in the economy. Uh, the numbers look good. But when you look at that, you peel back the layers and you look, about, you look at the high leverage ratios that corporations have, that is a bit concerning. Um, there is an interconnection between the trade in China. So, you know, how we treat the, the China trade will definitely have a ripple effect on the, what we do with corporate debt, but also what we do with national debt. We know that the national debt numbers are a lot higher uh, than they have been before. So we are sitting on pounds and pounds of debt, which means that the central bank um, has to be very cautious in terms of how it's going to influence interest rates. Uh, as you know, if we increase interest rates higher, it's going to be a lot more expensive to pay off the debt. So, and we don't, you know, and that's going to be challenging both from the corporate side, but also from the consumer side. So we, we have to be very vigilant. Absolutely. Now what it does for Bitcoin, and what it does for Bitcoin, Darrell, it actually, it actually gives it another option. So where people will now say, hey, you know what? 
we got to find a way to still get a return on our money. And one of the ways to do that is by maybe investing in a digital asset or uh, cryptocurrency. So you may see that happening a lot more um, from a retail side. I wouldn't be surprised you start to see it happening more on the institutional side. That's the last piece of all this. Okay. So, <clears throat> well, uh, Kenneth, unfortunately, we're going to have to have you back and have Mr. Smith, James Smith back because we got to talk about this some more because I think this economy is evolving to something new. But ladies and gentlemen, I want to thank our guest, Mr. Kenneth A. Goodman, Jr., the Senior Managing partner and president of Genesis Capital for being on our program today. Thank you, Kenneth. Thank you very much, Darrell. Always a pleasure to be on your show, and I'm looking forward to returning back with Mr. James Smith. Beautiful. Ladies and gentlemen, that wraps it up on this week with Leadership with Darrell W. Gunter on WSOU 89.5 FM and streaming on the net at WSOU.net. Have a great weekend, but remember, leadership begins with you. WSOU 89.5 FM.